Everybody loves to booty. 3 to 6 p.m. weekdays, exclusive to 5FM. This gentleman started out really young with the dream of being a superstar, overcome so many adversities, and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve Harvey is in the building! <laughs> the one and only. Oh, what an honor. Van damn Steve Harvey. What an honor. Lord have mercy. I think we can all say we grew up literally watching you on, on TV. You know what? I forgot how old I was because <laughs> you about the 800th person to say that to me. You raised us. Was there anyone no, on you... TV before you? Oh, you funny. What do you mean? First guy on TV ever? Oh, like I'm Moses or somebody. Okay. Lead Spe- us. Speaking of being old, I saw an interview you did with Oprah uh, where she was uh, commenting on your, was it Ellen? She was commenting on your beard and how yeah. you decided to keep the gray. And you sort of looked in the mirror and you're like, that's nice. Yeah. Is, is you know, well, it's my vacation look. I've been oh, okay. on vacation over the summer. I shaved it. Because I spoke in Botswana yeah. uh, last week, so I shaved my beard off. It's starting to come back again. So, uh, but when it's money time, the beard got to go. <laughs> you know, when it's money time, when it's show time, when I'm trying to get that cash, yeah, and I really, sh- shave and all this gray off. I imagine the uh, iconic look of Steve Harvey is obviously the mustache. Yeah, you know, I don't made a lot of money with that, so I mean, <laughs> I, I like money, so. You know, I keep it. When did you decide this is my look? Was it like was it like oh, a the mustache? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it just started growing and it got thicker and thicker, and so I started rocking it, and people started commenting on it. The key to it though is when I shave, I just keep it. You got to trim it so that line Joanna, you on listening? your top lip, yeah. the line on your top lip has to show. Okay. And so then, it's almost like a trim, like a, a yeah, trim. That line on the top lip, like you got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm happily married. I just want to say that while I'm looking at you. I just want to put that out there. And, and I'm happily married and I'm trying to go to heaven. So you know, I got a couple things I'm working with. Because this sister over here fine is all outdoors. Mr. Steve Harvey. Yeah, well, you, I got a son, though. <laughs> I got a couple sons you need to holler at. Well, I mean, we can talk when we're done here. Oh, uh, we can talk right now. We ain't got, I got some sons. Scoop you oh up. Oh, gosh. You be in Beverly Hills <laughs> by Friday. I mean, we can leave tonight. What's going yeah. on? What's Girl, going your on? Whole okay, life. back to the interview. No, this is what you call the oh, prearranged marriage. Wow, guys. Yeah. Wow. yeah you out, dog. You out. Sorry, Ms. Easy. It's Yeah, Ms. You sharp. I like you. You got. You, I love you. You got great voice. Thank you. But this girl right here? It's too much for me. Yeah, well, she ain't too much for you. But let's just say she just right for one of my sons. Wow. How old is he? Yeah. How old is he? 28. Wow. Oh, he's a little young. He's no, the same age as you. I'm 29. Uh, it's one year. No, no, no. It's one year. That Small one things. year ain't going to make no difference. What does he do? What does he do, Mr. Harvey? He's a business mogul. What Business mogul. mogul. Okay. What business yeah. is he into? See, in South Africa, if you say someone's a business mogul, Tender. we start to get worried, <laughs> generally. So what is a business well, mogul? Well, mine got money, so. Wow. Okay, doing? Doing uh, content creation. He's a musician. Uh, he runs his own studio. Okay. He does content development. Okay. And uh, he is the heir to his father's empire. Okay. <laughs> Tando Tabete Harvey. Tando Tabete Harvey. That, that could work. Me, I've got a friend who's already got his eye on you. Uh, yeah, that's not so going to work. An anyway, back back to what we are doing here. Um, Family Feud is coming to South Africa. 
Yeah. So um, we could be on an, epi- on an episode together. So me with, with your family. See how because that works that out? Could, that would work. Ain't God good? Yeah, look at God. See look that? at you God. You better watch him. <laughs> Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he? Yeah. But yeah, coming to but, South Africa, so, really, really exciting. Here's the deal. Uh, we just uh, released a press release yesterday. Um, it airs. Uh, we start filming here in Johannesburg in late October through November and December. And then, uh, so, you know, my family, you know, we have to move here you know we can't just so wait hold this, on are you hosting it yeah wow. shut oh, the front door oh see you don't understand what i did i bought the global rights uh-huh. to do family feud abroad so i'm the first celebrity of any statue from the states to go abroad wow. to produce television wow so yes. get out of here what i decided to do was since my vision and dream was always to come to the continent of Africa because it's my homeland. Mm. America's my home, yeah. but this is my homeland. Yeah. I always wanted to own land here and set my foot on this soil and be a part of it because, you know, they took us from here mm. hundreds of years ago. And now ago. you can have real African grandkids. So, yeah. <laughs> so, here's the deal. So, I've got African families playing against African families. Yeah. All types of African families mm-hmm. playing against African families. And it's hosted by me. Wow. Uh, two things are going to happen. Uh, we're going to create about approximately 350 to 400 jobs. I understand the unemployment rate mm. here. Now, I'm not going to knock unemployment down in half or get it down to 10%. It's mm. really high right now, like 27 29% to my understanding. Mm-hmm. But every show that I can develop on the continent will produce 350, 400 jobs per Look at show. That. That's absolutely wow. That's incredible. And so that's another big play for me because I don't want to come here. You know, I've come here like everybody else and hosted the Durban Music Festival mm. and get a check and go back mm. home. I mean, I understand. That's the business we and we, we make appearance fees, right, mm. with celebrities. So, But I, I wanted to do something meaningful uh, with my homeland. And so by... By buying land here, by owning a business here, and being able to employ people, and, and then teach uh, our people here, African people, how Hollywood does it. Makes television. Because you have such a huge content here. There's one billion people on this content. It makes no sense for you to have to go to a place that only has 350 million people on it to become a star. Yeah. It don't make no sense. The really difficult part about South African television is in the compensation, right? So we'll have huge production companies create these huge productions. But what you, for example, would get uh, as a host of even Family Feuds mm-hmm. compared to what a South African would get, completely different. Well, well you have to get in here and, and work with the model from the ground. Yeah. Up. Things change. Here's the deal. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. Mm. So you have to change what you're doing. Celebrities can celebrities are big. You know, musicians are big over here. Athletics is big over here. Let me go to the Olympics. Go to the New York Marathon, the Boston Marathon. An African is gonna win this damn race. So here's here's the biggest issue. Uh, it's hard to circumvent just as an artist because it's the producers who own the budgets. It's the producers who decide at the end of the day how much you're getting paid. How then do we break that cycle? Well, listen to me. The producers have to pay somebody. Yeah. At one point in time, somebody got to put their foot down. That's what we did. Black people, we just put our foot down. We got tired, We got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and we put our foot down. And we said, no. Mm. If you want us, this is what it costs, yeah. and we band together. 
I hear you. And I, I think a lot of established artists agree with what you're saying. Right. The difficulty is there's so many young budding under artists who are trying to I get understand. in and will pretty much take anything. So I if, know. you know, they say time to do this show and I'm like, uh, can't do it for that much. I'll take it. Cool, Cece will you take it. I, mean, <laughs> no. I know exactly what yeah. you mean. That's a real problem. Yeah. That's a real problem. But here's the other solution to this. Stars is stars. Mm. Mm. Stars mm. is stars. You on the come up. You on the come up. Mm. You can go get somebody way cheaper but than you're not me, getting but soon. you ain't getting me, man. Yes. You can't get me. Mm. And you have to. Somebody has to set the tone. Mm. You know, look. You can't get ownership unless you decide this is. I'm, I'm not doing it unless I'm a piece of it. Mm. Yeah. It's you can start the revolution at the top. You have enough activist-minded young people on this continent. Where you can rally, mm. but a person like yourself, a person like a lady I met uh, that's one of the top TV personalities here. Um, what's her name? What? It? Lorata. Lorata. Okay. Yeah. I met her. This, is ter- this starts at this level. Once you all put your foot down, you can make change. How can it not be possible? Mm. You know, Martin Luther King said, "A person can't ride your back unless you bend over." Mm-hmm. We just got to stop the bending over. Mm -hmm. You understand? You have a great nation here. It's one billion people here. There's no need of you having to run to the United States with 350 million people to get discovered or to get paid. This is one of the richest continents in the world. I think it's us not realizing our own value, perhaps, is what it is. It's, it's, it's like I said, people who feel like, or who at the end of the day kind of run the system, taking advantage of the rest of us. That's why it's such an... Important exchange. This 400 years commemorating the first slave ship that mm-hmm. left the coast over here. This is why it's so important to bridge the gap, the, the gap between Africans and African Americans. It's critical because there are things that you all know. Because look, you know where your grandfather lived. Yeah. I don't. Mm. See, my father's father, my grandfather was a slave. Mm-hmm. I don't know where my grandfather lived. You do. Mm -hmm. You have an advantage. Now, what we've learned in the United States, we can teach to you. What you know about here, you can teach to us. That gap has to be bridged and that sharing of information. How did Puffy and Jay-Z and LL and and all them boys form hip-hop and and, and Dr. Dre and Cube Nim? Form hip hop to turn hip hop into the largest music genre ever created because they got together and they put their foot down. This generation of young people that you have have the capability of being the new hip hop generation mm. because look, Jay Z and them, they old now. Them cats is rich. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't in the hood no more. They got gates, yeah. they got walls, <laughs> yeah. they got planes. Mm. I ain't mad at that. Mm-hmm. I, I live that way. But now listen to me. You're the new generation. Y'all got to stop saying what y'all can't do. We also the generation of sort of showing off our wealth. So it's it's a case of I need to show my peers that I'm doing better than them yeah, and not necessarily uplift the next. I, I, I mean, I said especially you see how, for example, Jewish people or Indian people, even you know white people are better at working together. Student, Black yeah. people, not so much. Well, here's the deal. We got to stop the faking and fronting. Yeah. Instagram got you fooled. Mm-hmm. Instagram got you fooled with likes. Facebook got you tricked with likes. 
you don't, you don't make money because somebody like you. Yeah. You only make money when they love you. Mm-hmm. You can't turn likes into money. You know, I like you. I, don't nobody come pay you. Nobody buys a ticket to come see somebody they like. Mm. They buy a ticket, go stand in line and get dressed up for somebody they love. Mm. So Instagram has its generation food. It's enough of you. Y'all in this room. Yeah. I'm looking at you nodding your heads. Mm-hmm. Now, remember this. Negative people always find a problem Negative with your solution. solution. Yeah. Every time you come up with a solution, they got a reason why it can't work. Now, we sitting here. You all have the power to change things. You really do. Y'all got microphones. Y'all got listeners. Mm-hmm. You got audience. You got ideas. That's how change is made. I'm here doing Family Feud because of an idea I had a year ago in Botswana. When I said, man, I want to own a piece of Family Feud, I think the show would be hysterical to have African families playing against African families, and I host the show. I got my lawyer, my son, and my assistant. I said, hey, man, y'all going to make this happen. They already know when big dogs say this got to happen. It's happening. You know, the the (laughs) how-to, I don't even care. Let's just start finding a way. And by the grace of God, we were able to get the global rights to do it. And now we're here doing it. It was an idea. And that's always been the thing with you, right? An idea. And it it was never a matter of how. I mean, you look at how you started off in your career. And some people will think, you're crazy. You quit your job. Pretty much lost everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And all from an idea. A lot of people can't comprehend that. You have to grab that. Everybody not. But guess what? Mm -hmm. Somebody will. Yeah. You, this is a room with idea people. Everything starts from an idea. Everything stems from your imagination, man. Mm. Everything. Somebody was talking on the phone one day, and the phone was connected to the wall, and somebody said, man, I wish I could go outside with this phone. Mm. Well, guess what? Everybody in here got a cell phone. <laughs> Look at us. Going back to Family Feud quickly, why do you think it's become such a big global success as it's become? Because I took it and I changed the way the show was done. Family Feud ain't nothing but a show about a survey. Mm. Top mm. 100 people says... Who gives a damn? <laughs> who who care about that? Yeah. If you, they this guy broke the show down for me. It's a thirty minute show. This show over here that I'm doing on mm. the continent of Africa is going to be one hour. Okay. Wow. So okay. here's the deal: in a thirty minute show, a guy broke it down. When I ask the question and the contestant answers, of the thirty minute show, that's ninety seconds. It's 90 seconds of me asking the question and them giving the answer. They condensed it down. It's just 90 seconds. The rest of it is comedy. Wow. Wow. I took a game show and flipped the script and turned it. My gift is comedy. So why am I in here just asking you questions? I don't care what you think. Uh I do not care what you think. Mm -hmm. Don't nobody know you. Yeah. You a housewife, nobody met you. You work, you Pepsi truck driver. No one knows you. <laughs> they don't care what you think <laughs> of the top 100 answers. So now, let's get make take that focus away and turn this into a comedy show. Yeah. Everybody likes to laugh and yeah. it became and now globally what happened is the clips go viral. Family feud goes viral. Yeah. Mm. I'm on every single one of those viral clips. clips. Yep. So now, why not 
come and take the show and go global. Firstly, I think it's amazing because we see a lot of shows being sold overseas. I mean, we've got a lot of international format shows, mm. but for you to actually come through yeah. and host it, I think that's no, incredible. You, listen to me. You're very smart. <laughs> for you to, no, listen to me. You, you shouldn't even know this. Yeah. Let me tell you what we've done. Mm-hmm. It's what America does. Y'all create all these wonderful shows. We buy these wonderful shows mm. from you. We take them to Hollywood. We polish them up. We buff them. We repurpose them. We change the name and we sprinkle that Hollywood dust on it. And it's then a guess what show. we do? Sell it back to us. Turn it back and sell it to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so exactly now, what idols did. I said that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. So I that was a show shot in London. In the yeah. UK. And then the UK they took it. Over. it. Yeah. America bought it, buffed it up, changed mm. it, and now they sell Sold it to everywhere around the world. That's why you got it here. So my concept is, why don't I come home to Africa, Mm. open up some studios, create some jobs, teach Africans the Hollywood way, how to put the dust on Mm. it, create shows, own the IP, sell the shows back to America, but keep a piece of it, though. Let's talk about these studios. It got got me excited. So you're building studios from scratch? I can't tell you where that's going to happen, but that's the vision. That's amazing. And you said you're moving to South Africa. I I, I got to buy somewhere to live. I can't rent. I'll tell you where not to live. Where? Four ways. Do not come to Four Ways. <laughs> You'll be late for any shoot you ever do. Four unless, ways. Unless he pulls the studios in, in Four Ways. Okay, which is that. a great idea because then we'll have a job right by home. Fantastic. No, see, but y'all need... <laughs> Y'all need movie studios. Mm. That's, what, that's, that's what I'm talking to. And I'm hoping that's the direction in which you're hoping to go. I just need... Here's what I'm looking for, honestly. The right people, the right minds, the very smart people. Put the hands up. They're sitting right across from you. I'm telling you, you're very smart. You really, you, listen. Thank you, Mr. Harvey. No, game recognized game. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. God gave it to me. Yeah. It, it's this this thing called it. Mm. Some people have it, some people don't. You can't, it has to be given to you at birth. Some people have it. You've got this incredible way of speaking, and I, I know a lot of what you do is comedy, but a lot of what you also do is inspire mm. and uh, mm. make people believe. And, you know, of all the videos I was watching of you, the one thing you really wanted was to be on TV. And yeah. I found myself chuckling a bit. I'm like, wow, Mr. Harvey really wanted to be on TV. Yeah, Can you all explain that what that feeling was? Because, you know, I had, I didn't want the life that I saw around me. My parents loved me. I didn't want their life. My brothers loved me, mm. but I didn't want their life. I didn't want to go to work every day for somebody else. Mm. I didn't see it. I, I didn't know how I was going to acquire the things I wanted in life working as a construction worker with my father and my brothers. I wanted something else. My mother told me when I was young, said, I don't know what it is with you, but you're special. Why don't you start acting like it? And, you know, I got in trouble when I was a kid. You know, mm. I was hanging with the wrong crowd, the wrong boys. You know, we was banging and stuff like that, you know. What's banging? Uh, gang gang banging. dude, you know. No, what? I mean, you know, but back then, <laughs> you know, cool. look. Really? Look, I, you know, we didn't shoot back then. Okay. We just fought. Okay. You bring your boys up to the church parking lot, I bring my boys. You bring 15, I bring 15. And we're banging. Well, if you bring 15, I'm going to bring 22. You're going to lose. <laughs> I, I always okay. cheated to know. <laughs> and we just fought. You know, we just fought. Okay. You know, we, it was no shooting and killing back yeah, yeah. then. It's not like today. 
And so I grew up in that type of environment, but I wanted out, man. I wanted, I saw myself, here's the deal. God puts your real life in your imagination. That's where he stores your life up. Everything you imagine is not hocus pocus. All the stuff you've been imagining, like one day traveling the world, that's because that's what God got for you. But he puts it in your imagination. Albert Einstein said, imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. Mm. So when God has a coming attraction for you, he puts it in your imagination. All this stuff that you young people imagine, it ain't just not hocus pocus. Mm. It's real, man. Mm -hmm. It's really real. I dreamed. I wanted to be famous. Now, I wish I had wanted something else. Why? Because fame is too much now. The price for fame is too high mm -hmm. because of social media. Now, being famous is just a pure and utter pain. It is a daily... See, you think it's not? It also No, I 100% agree. I just think it doesn't hold the same value. I feel like sometimes, um, I mean, I see it here and in the States where people are celebrated for close to nothing. But listen to me. They take you. Social media don't care nothing about your family, mm. your wife, your children. And they just destroy people. I call them thumb gangsters. You got these little punks sitting on their little iPhone just typing stuff. They don't even know me. These people talk about me never met me. Mm. And they can take your picture, make a column block print, and make a story mm. completely up of nothing but lies. Mm. And now being famous, it used to be they had to fact check a story. A story come out in your paper. It was fact checked. It was verified. The newspaper's article over, you balled it up, throw it away. Cyberspace, it lives forever. And now the price for fame is too high. You've, you're probably one of the few who've now lived in a time of being famous before your Instagrams and yeah, cyberspace man. and post it. Um, with all the disadvantages you just mentioned, are there any advantages? Yeah, I don't have to stand in line nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Restaurant always got a seat. You know, uh, they send the movies to my house. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what's crazy, man, is I get free stuff now. Mm. Did you I not before? I can buy anything. I mean, I was homeless. I lived in a car for three years. No, I mean, before before the time of Instagram. So I'm speaking being famous in a time where social media or Instagram wasn't necessarily I mean, a popular thing. fame was better back then. Yeah. I, you get front row seats. You get everything. Yeah. People treat you special. It's advantages to being famed as far as lines go. People want to make sure you see the best. Yeah. They don't waste your time with little triviality stuff. People want you to have the best. It's some advantages to being famous, but the disadvantages far outweigh. Wow. And because look, it's it's like it's like all of you in your position here. It's some advantages to have this, but it's some disadvantages. Mm -hmm. Like the disadvantage is sometimes you just want to chill, but they got windows in here. Mm. Sometimes yeah, you just want to sit back and scratch yourself, <laughs> but you can't because it's a window right there. You know, yeah. some days you want to come to work without all the makeup no. and hair, but doggone it, it's a window mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. And you, and you, you sometimes you don't even want to turn and look at the window because you know they just staring at you. Yeah. And you go, damn, man. And people don't understand. That's like it, living in a fishbowl. And mm -hmm. if you not, uh, if you don't receive, or they, if you don't react in the way they want oh you to react. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Where's person You're the on worst. Earth? Yeah, yeah. Who does yeah. she think yeah, she yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. 
And people don't realize oftentimes that you're human, mm-hmm. that you're not having a good day today, mm. that you got some bad news this morning. How hey, do you man. balance that? Because a lot of people, you know, like they grew up watching you. I mean, you're here in South Africa. You're doing a media tour, interview after interview, and you have to be the best you. And right, look, I stop. I'm in taking selfies. You know, I give people as much of me as I can. It's going to come a point today <laughs> that I'm going to be done with this. I'm glad we uh, had this in interview early. <laughs> I can tell you, it usually happens around 2.15. 2.15, Steve Harvey had had enough of this here. And I'm sick of you. And But here's the problem. People come up to you all the time and say, I want a picture. I said, I'm on the move. It's just one picture. No, no, it's not just one picture. You're the 453rd yeah. person I've met today. It's one picture to you. Excuse me, Mr. Harvey, do you have five minutes? No, no, I don't. Oh, you don't have five minutes for me? No, sir, I don't have five minutes for you. Do you know the most valuable thing that you own in this world is a minute? Mm. Because if you give it to somebody, they can never give it back. If you give a person one minute, I don't care what the return is, they cannot give you that minute back. So when people come up to famous people and they go, can I get five minutes? No, man, because when I give you this five, I don't care what you say. I don't ever get the five Five minutes minutes back. back. They gone. Someone else would then argue that two minutes to take that selfie means so much to that person and that's all they needed from you. To that person, though. But I have a life, too. I was not born. But you're not allowed to because you're famous. That's right. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not born for you. No. I have a family. I but you're on my TV. Of. How dare you say that to me? Now, <laughs> listen to me. I never turned down children and I never turned down elderly people. Yeah. Women, you have to pay, pay special attention to <laughs> Yes, women you do. Because if you, if you cut a woman off, <laughs> your ass got Partner, they going to do you. Because my mother taught me something. Mm. She said, if you do something good to a person, they tell everybody they know. Mm -hmm. If you do something bad to a person, they just tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to balance it. So, like, my wife and I, we talk about it all the time. When I've had enough, then it's time for me to go get in the car and go to one of my places and shut it down. But as long as I'm in the public, I got to give them something. Something. Because, you know... We are told we have to wrap it up. I've got one last question. I, I know this you... is the best interview. I've oh yay! Done Look at I've that! Woo! No, Look at us. Um, you apparently used to send your teacher TVs. Yeah. Because she thought you were never going to be on TV. She told me hey, they ain't gonna put nobody like you on TV. Wow. Mm. You can't even talk. So when I got famous, I used to send her TVs. Because <laughs> I didn't want her to miss me. And she said, please stop sending me the TVs because I don't know where to put them. You so many TVs. You know, I give TVs away to my family. I said, cool. I don't want them to miss me. <laughs> I think, um, you know, beyond the funny, uh, what is taken from you today, it feels like 
the feeling you get after you've gone to church. Mm. It's like it's refreshing. It's um, a renewed energy. Um, there's something else that you said uh, that I was listening to where you said success is um, an uncomfortable journey, an uncomfortable process. Yeah, and you have to be uncomfortable. And I think every now and again, a lot of people go about their days just trying to feel like I'm doing the right thing. And sometimes you must feel like maybe I'm not doing the right thing. But it's with an end goal that you know is your yeah. purpose. And you just got to look. If you want to be successful, you got to get okay with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because it's uncomfortable to be successful. It's really, really hard. Yeah. But I tell you what's really hard make the decision in your life not to be nothing. Now, that's a hard life to walk in the mall and never be able to buy nothing, to not wake up with options. I, I, let me say this last thing to you about money, because people think money uh, changes people. Money doesn't really change people. Money allows you to be more of who you really are. So if you're a generous person, when you get a lot of money, you'll become an extremely generous person. Mm. If you're stingy, when you get a lot of money, you'll be more stingy. If you're a great person, when you get a lot of money, you'll just be a greater person. If you're a butthole, when you got a lot of money, you're going to be a bigger butthole. Mm. (laughs) And that's what it is. And then what money does is Money takes all emergencies and turns them into mere inconveniences. Mm. And you need money to just stop some of the stress. Now, it's more money, more problems. Biggie wasn't lying when he wrote that. It is more money, more problems. I said that in the audience one time. I said, listen, y'all. Having money and what you think, more money, more problems, do yell out. Well, let's switch then. (laughs) Because he said, let's switch. And I understood it. But you've got to, you've got to, Take the time out to understand it. Uh, it just takes emergencies and turns them into mere inconveniences, mm. and it allows you to have options. And you can be a good person and have money, mm-hmm. and you can be kind. And one of the things uh, I often say is your career is what you paid for. Your calling is what you made for. Mm-hmm. So, like you say, I'm known for being funny, but I— I motivate people because mm. I can't get a big house up on the hill and then don't tell nobody else how to get up there. Mm. And that's my mission in life. And so as I come to this continent and I finally come home, uh, my mission is to, if I can't give everybody a job, but I can affect the mindset of millions. Mm. And my motivational, the way I talk, because I'm real, you understand? I'm not going to fake the funk with you. I'm not going to play with you. I'm going to tell you how it is. And if you don't like that, you ain't got to like Steve mm. Harvey. Everybody don't like me. I'm cool <laughs> with that. But that's all the Christian I am, too. I ain't that good a Christian now. So if you don't love me, <laughs> I don't love my enemies. If you don't like me, I don't like your ass either. Ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Harvey, can I just share one thing with our listeners? Yeah. We were told uh, not to call you Steve Harvey. We must call you Mr. Harvey. I didn't say that. Who said that? Our producer said it. Our producer it. said it. But who gave the instruction? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, that yeah. ain't come no, from no. my team. Okay, fantastic. Thank you, no. Steve Harvey. Steve, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve Harvey, the one and only, baby. Yeah. Everybody loves to booty. 3 to 6 p.m. weekdays. Exclusive to 5FM.